What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Quality Violent Cinema. I'm your host, Ian, with your other host, Christian. And we're coming at you with another episode. This one is about disturbing and extreme documentaries. Uh, Christian, you want to start us off? Yeah, so I, I wanted to start with one that we've already kind of gone over um, a bit. We did a screening of it. Um, we've talked with Marcus Cook a few times, um, but it's uh, Beyond Horror, um, basically done by him and his wife, uh, Jesse Scheitz. Uh, really cool. It's got quite a bit of uh, people, Fred Vogel, Marion Dora, Lucifer Valentine, Stephen Barrow, um, quite a bit of different names. Um, it's pretty, uh, uh, pretty cool to see. Um, a lot of them, which is like surprising me, you know, like Lucifer Valentine, who's because mostly because that came out probably prior allegations, or at least prior to the um, public allegations of his being, where he basically they're trying to cancel him. But the more Andorra too is like, surprising that they actually get interviews with these people. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great, and we screened that one on one of our Discord screenings with Marcus and Jesse, which was great, and they. They uh, gave us a lot of insight and stuff, especially about how they're talking about maybe doing a little bit of a censored cut so they can get it onto streaming platforms. I think that's a really good idea because I think it would do really well on streaming platforms. Uh, It's just, it's really entertaining. It's just, if you can get past some of the extreme shit that they show, it might be worth censoring it so you can show it to a wider audience. Yeah, I mean, even if they turn it into almost like a podcast thing where it was like an audio version of it, I think it would be a, you know, that way you don't have to worry about any of the, um, thing. I guess there is parts that's all translated because of more Endora, that's the only problem, but. Yeah, well, there be, might be things you might need to finesse a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. So you translate it. So my next one is uh, actually a Netflix one, Christian, um, an extreme Netflix movie. And this one actually goes there, and that's Don't Fuck With Cats from 2019. Yeah, this one one surprised me. Oh, yeah, this one surprised me for sure. Yeah. Uh, At least for Netflix. I was like, what the fuck, Netflix? Yeah, it goes into Luca Magnotta, who's a killer who started off with animals, which he filmed and put put it on the internet, mostly cats, and tortured cats, killed cats. Uh, that's why it's called Don't Fuck With Cats, because these internet sleuths were trying to catch the guy before he even murdered anyone. And then they kind of connected it to this murder, and they went down a lot of weird rabbit holes and stuff. Um, it, it's a really interesting story. It goes into... Well, even before, the, yeah, the fact that he was so famous was this crazy, like, a model, was a porn star, like, and, you know, not a porn star, but it's in porn, you know? Yeah. It's kind of weird. And then a lot of the fame was also uh, fake fame that he made up because he had so many like alter egos all over the internet who were like his fans so it was crazy like going into the psychology of luca magnota was almost as interesting as you know any any other part of the movie so yeah it's a good one no, I, no that was a good one um so one that i really dug was uh pornography it's kind of similar to beyond horror um came out before it um only hits on, I mean, it hits on like people like uh, Patrick Ponte, Jonathan Doe, um, kind of the people that are a little bit more on the indie extreme horror, um, but still pretty gory and get into it. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a mixed batch of uh, different things. Um, you know, it's mostly like they kind of send in interviews to people to record themselves and then they clip them together. I thought of it more of a like uh, kind of a extreme horror zine videos because mm-hmm. it was like yeah like like you said it was very uh stitched together um i don't think it was trying too hard to be something as official as beyond horror because as you'll notice a lot of the audio is kind of choppy and i think it's just because he he did the best with what he was sent into him because it just like yeah it's but it's a lot of info and it's really long so mm. yeah it's very much like a, almost uh the extreme horror zine for the time it's kind of a time capsule for that time mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's good if you if you're trying to get into the uh, the more underbelly. It's a good one to start to see like who's in the scene uh, that maybe aren't like the big names for even the underground scene. And it would be kind of cool if uh, who, Patrick Fonte and um, Marcus and Jesse continued to do this every few years, and that way you could kind of document, like I said, a time capsule on how everything's changing in the yeah. extreme horror 
yeah. genre. I'm curious on whoever put together the uh, uh, photography if, if they're going to plan on doing another one as well. So, oh. yeah. My next one is going to be a true crime thing. It's called Capturing the Freedmans from 2003. Now, this movie is extreme more in the way of uh, it doesn't show anything extreme. It's more of what's uh, talked about, insinuated, I guess. But it's about a uh, documentary filmmaker who's doing a documentary on, I think it's like birthday clowns or birthday entertainers or something. But one of his subject mentions that he was uh, sexually assaulted by a teacher and his son during a computer class back in the 80s. And then a bunch of other people came forward, and this documentary kind of stitches all the allegations together with a lot of home movie footage filmed on 8mm and VHS, and that's kind of shown. And it just kind of gives you a look into this family that had a lot of dark secrets. And if you were to believe that these secrets were true, which I think everyone is pretty firm on believing that it did happen, uh, it's kind of nightmarish to see this, these people living these lives while the shit was happening going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems interesting. I need to check that one out. Yeah, I, th- I think you'd like it because it's, I mean, it's a gut punch movie. It, it doesn't show you anything. And that's, a, that's kind of the thing about an episode like this is like, yeah, we want to, like some of the stuff we're going to be getting into later gets pretty graphic, but it's like, are, is it extreme and dark and disturbing if it doesn't actually show you the disturb because it's a documentary and mm-hmm. you know so and there's mondo and shockumentaries and stuff so it's like is it really that extreme if it's not showing anything or is it so really depends on how how movies affect you yeah and technically everything has a narrative so it's hard to define like what's a documentary yeah especially with like movies like roar where it's an actual movie but when you get into like and that's a movie about a family living down in Africa in a lion sanctuary but when you get down to like what the movie actually was uh, that's an actual sanctuary and this it was an actual thing and yeah. there's a really interesting story that's documented through the film uh which is like that family getting mauled by lions on yeah. set and like someone got like really bad facial problems and you can see it's like the most dangerous film ever made because of how much um people got hurt actually making it it was like you see scenes where someone's talking to the camera and then like the next scene they're saying the same line but they have like a bandit bloody bandage all over their arm just because they got mauled in the middle of their line it's like (laughs) yeah so i mean but that movie like i said it's not a documentary but it's documenting a really fucked up film set so yeah yeah i'm and you're getting into like true crime and stuff and like true crime is definitely something like there's so many serial killer documentaries that we can get into, you know, like Dave Parker Ray is pretty crazy with a sex chamber or, you know, there's tons of ones like Ted Bundy and any famous one. There's basically always a documentary attached to him. I've noticed the Ted Bundy ones never really go there though. They always cover how handsome and cunning he was. Well, how they think he was handsome and cunning. I don't fucking like I don't <laughs> I don't even understand why people say he's handsome. He looked like a piece of shit. But anyway, they just like I just noticed those documentaries, they never cover the fact that he was like a necrophile and a pedophile and like all the all the crazy crap that was kind of like between the floorboards of the Ted Bundy story. I think actually the most interesting thing I uh I saw was they were talking about multiple personalities and how they lead into a lot of serial killers and a lot of the people that have dealt with this is like usually something to deal with like post trauma. Um, and Ted Bunny went that whole route for the longest time of being like, I'm innocent. I never had a fucked up upbringing. Um, my parents were fine and everything fine. And it turns out he, that was just all just a big lie that he'd suppressed and like just to convince himself that it wasn't. Yeah. Cause he, so, he wanted to be a good old boy. He wanted to fit in with society, but, um, he was from the get go, not meant for society, but Bunny's like a whole other, he's, he's like a local, like. I mean, he's he's local to a lot of people. He's local if you're from Florida. He's local for, if you're from California. And he's local if you're from Washington. But yeah, he made run. Yeah, His yeah. first kill is Evergreen, which is right down the road. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, um, your turn now, right? Yeah, and then we're gonna get into um, uh, Sam Howell's definitely gotten pretty um, 
or has been pretty popular, but uh, there's a couple of documentaries that he did. There's the Odd World of Felicia Fisher, which is basically just gets into her uh, puke fetish um, and just her life and everything that she's did up up until that point. Which is called emo. What is it called? Emotophobia or something? Oh, the yeah, the whole emotophobia. Um, I don't know. Yeah, our listeners the, are not like us for not knowing that. <laughs> Jonathan Doe, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We so talked much. about it. We talked with this all about. We talked all about this with him, and I forgot what it was called. Emotophilia, yeah. I think. Yeah. But that just sounds um, like you're like in love with emotes from the internet or something. <laughs> really into emo girls. No. Um, and there's also um, I cut your flesh, which is basically just all blood play and just tolerance and pain, and you know. All types of hooks and needles and things into Miss um, Socks, um, who's the main girl in it, um, or main person. I'm not sure what they go with, but um, but that one's really interesting. Socks is uh, the future star of one of his other movies, right? Um, well, Socks has been used a few times, but yeah, um, but I, I mean, he's using a lot of the same people and newer stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I'm interested to see where. I mean, I've said it before. I love Sam Hell as a guy, but his art is just not for me. It's just I don't really like that experiment. I don't like experimental artsy films, and I don't like uh, like fetish stuff. So it's not really for me. But I am really excited to see what happens with his new studio because I feel like he's kind of like wanting to move on to like some something new. Possibly, he was kind of hinting at during our interview and. My next one is going to be one that we've both seen for our show, but that's Snuff, a documentary about killing on camera from 2008, directed by Paul von Strozel. Uh, Stozel. And uh, this one is a really good look at just like kind of the the legend behind Snuff and like how mm-hmm. how society looks at it. And how it can be seen in cinema, how it can be seen through, at the time, 2008 when it was made, the war had was continuing. So, I mean, there was a lot of yeah. uh, Afghanistan, footage, Afghanistan footage, terrorist footage, 9-11 footage. I mean, it was just a big time for... for... But there's a lot of good points uh, made throughout that movie, too. And it definitely gets... Grad- like gradually gets into everything and it touches on all the stuff like you know mixtapes and gore compilations and whether that's stuff and you know it definitely touches into a lot of things and then it um and it's in chapters so uh, kind of what i was saying was it goes like into holly snuff and hollywood movies like eight millimeter and stuff then it goes more into snuff in what you were talking about mixtapes then it goes more into what i was talking about the media and how they're covering war footage and, and terrorists and then the final one of the final uh, chapters I thought was the most interesting, and that was a uh, uh, testimony from a guy who worked for an extreme film distribution yeah, company. That was really crazy. And he was a Filipino person that came in. Yeah, he was. He had somebody that was interested in selling something. They said it was something different, something more extreme. So he's invited up to this hotel room. And he sits down and he's with all these Filipino guys. He notices there's like guns and stuff and like guards. And he turns on this thing. And it's basically what happened in like a Serbian film, only it's not like as fucked up. But it's like. Cuts their throat or cuts their throat. Yeah, it's someone getting their throat cut. And uh, he just stands up. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like a Serbian film is like he just stands up. He's like, I am not interested. Get the fuck out of here. Well, this is like in the 70s. Yeah, so. That part, like, the way that they filmed that guy, tell the story. He's a really good storyteller. I forgot mm-hmm. what his name is. He was a um, – he did marketing for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was kind of probably working on uh, the drive-in circuit, I'm guessing, at the time. Who knows? Just more violent stuff, I guess. But it's like, who would have thought, like – I mean, even in the Philippines, would you actually think that they're going to play snuff on, like, drive-in theaters or, like, distribute that, like – like it's crazy so anyway that's a really a fascinating one and it's worth a lot of money now i think someone in our discord posted a listing for it and it was like 150 bucks on dvd or more hmm. didn't know that it's an interesting one for sure 
Yeah. Um, another one that I want to go into is art slash crime. Um, it's mostly about um, um, inner depravity and basically the guy, uh, Rene uh, Coltia, or however you say his last name. Um, but, but luckily it never went through and he served a little bit of time. Or I, don't, I don't think he, but he definitely um, had to go through a lot of legal issues um, and the website getting taken down because they just thought it was pretty much all real. Um, but then they, he got charged for indecency or, or whatever anyways. And, um, so even with it, um, not, you know, proving that it was all, um, not real, it still got all taken down and it was a big fight. So it's just a documentary about that. And, you know, like what is art and what is crime? Yeah, well, that's um, that can go into one of mine actually, and that would be thought crimes. The case of the cannibal cop. Have you ever heard of this one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever even heard of the case? The cannibal cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a in New York. There was in 2015. There was this, this documentary was made. I don't know when this actually happened. I feel like it was a, a few years before, but uh, this guy was he was a cop in New York. And he was staying up late at night posting on these forums. I think they were deep web, but they might have been surface web forums. Um, And he had, like, some alias, I don't know, other people's aliases. It's just one of these really crazy sites where it's, like, fantasies all about, like, butchering and eating women. And um, he was conspiring with, like, two other dudes to butcher and eat his wife. And it was, like, really sexual... And it was really over the top. A lot of the stuff is stuff that you couldn't even do in real life. It was like kind of vor fetish stuff, which is like if you think of uh, anaconda swallowing something whole, that would be vor compared to mm-hmm. like cannibalism, which would be eating, like taking bites out of somebody. So um, yeah, it's a really. I, I wish I could remembered some more specifics about like the websites he was on and stuff. But the reason I would say this is extreme is two things. One of them I would watch it for, for extreme viewers would be to look at some of the websites that he's going on because these websites are crazy. And some of the stuff that they're talking about is like, like, damn, that's some pretty heavy, like fucked up stuff for this documentary. Um, even though they blur a lot of it out. But another thing that I think that this documentary is really important is because it covers thought crimes in general it's called thought crimes covers thought crimes and that really does go into fantasies and kind of what we're covering extreme films and stuff and it really covers like how far can you go into into these fantasies before you become arrested as soon as you start involving real people and plotting stuff it gets pretty gets pretty real and this guy took it way too far you find out he was stalking um like a college friend like as a practice target and shit like that it was like taking it way too far i honestly kind of agree with the decision to arrest him and to like keep him on a short leash but yeah i don't i don't think he deserved like serious jail time for too long i definitely does his wife deserves a restraining order for sure Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah, one that goes back into kind of the art and crime thing when um, your art can kind of start causing issues uh, to kill the artist. It even touches on this other the guy that was first one to be arrested for his art, um, Mike Dana. Um, they cover him a lot. They go into um, Richard Curran a lot or um, Nick Zed. Um, just to kind of like these extreme um, artists. And it's really interesting, like, uh, Mike Deanna is it's a crazy, um, definitely a crazy uh, artist. Uh, what was the, I can definitely see. What was the film that he made, the short film? Um, well, there's a couple. It's the Baked Baby Jesus and then Blood Brothers. Um, but the Baked Baby Jesus is the one. And then there, he has a couple comics, like uh, Boiled Angel... And then uh, when you got the uh, Baked Baby Jesus, you got like a comic book that was a Juicy Fetus. Cool. Uh, my next one is going to be Heart of Darkness, which is a behind-the-scenes documentary film 
This one, I will say, isn't very extreme. The only reason it could be extreme is because it has the slaughtering of the the cat or of the goat or whatever mm-hmm. from the movie Apocalypse Now. But this is a behind-the-scenes documentary of the horrible conditions of like a nine-year film shoot of Apocalypse Now. And it's uh, just some fascinating uh, behind-the-scenes footage. And I think they filmed it in Cambodia and they were just there so long and everyone just had so much drive to film this movie at the beginning and everyone loved it. And then you just see it wearing down on people. And there was like, yeah, there was a lot of issues with the movie, but yeah, I wonder if, like who, if you consider the making of as documentary of a lot of things, especially if it's like just the making of, you know, like Guinea Pig did that. This and- one wouldn't be an actual making of this would be a documentary because it's about the troubled the troubled set film set between like yeah between that like nine year or whatever it took mm-hmm. to make the movie very similar to uh, did you ever see Full Tilt Boogie which was the um, Dust Till Dawn uh, featurette but it was like mm-hmm. an actual full length shot on sixteen millimeter film like actual movie. That Robert Rodriguez had his crew shoot. Oh, uh, I remember. I, I, a lot of I it had to do with the union and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while, but yeah, I saw yeah. I saw that a long time ago. But I, don't, I remember what you're talking about. It was kind of like that. It was like a documentary about the actual behind the scenes. So this one's really cool if you like Apocalypse Now, which is a really fucked up movie. So there was a lot of demons on set too. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, uh, now we're going to one called uh, Sick, which is uh, Bob Flanagan. Um, he has a cystic fibrosis um, and basically is suffering. Um, and he finds a mistress to basically inflict pain on him, either it be through his penis or hanging him or doing different things to basically just constantly inflict pain. Um, because he Basically, his pain of his normal day-to-day life um, was so bad that, that this is, was became like a, his only release is just basically inflict more pain on himself. But, aw. <laughs> You're just trying to get clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the cute baby. An extreme Watch disturbing baby. Ooh. <laughs> hey, he likes it. <laughs> Yeah, I started watching Sick. You let me borrow it. Um, it just wasn't it wasn't hitting it for me, but I understand the importance and 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 how sad it is and stuff like that. I just, oh yeah, the was, last bit. Yeah, his, his humor, his art style, all that stuff. It just wasn't for me. But um, yeah. but yeah, the documentary seemed really well made, and and uh, I just oh, the last part is crazy because they they go all the way to his death um, to the point where his mistress even cuts him while after he died. Yeah. Just to inflict one last cut on him. It's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I want to spend an hour and a half with this guy. And also, I think we I was watching it for like an episode, so and I had to move on to other things. So mm-hmm. I had to. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch something that I'm going to be a little bit more invested in, which mm-hmm. is going to go on to our next one, which I did cover in another episode a little bit. And I think we've talked about it here and there. But uh, that's Graphic Sexual Horror, mm-hmm. 2009. This is an independent film written and directed by Anna Laurentizone and Barbara Bell. And it's a documentary about the website called Insects. I'm going to put the baby down for this because it's kind of weird to talk about. All right. So, yeah, Insects is a bondage website Um which takes it a lot further than the kink.com kind of stuff that you see um, in mainstream porn. It was uh, early 2000s when technology really started um, letting independent website owners do a lot more with their video streaming. Mm -hmm. And just like any other medium, porn always gets the the best quality first. So, uh, yeah, there was like this really crazy technology for the time but it was these web chats where people in the chat room can decide what was happening to the people in the videos 
and like the girls, man, they get so messed up in this documentary. Yeah, and I don't remember yeah. what the name of the owner is, but it's kind of a monster. And like, I, I honestly, I hated him. Uh, I couldn't tell how the documentary wanted you to think of him or if they wanted to just kind of see him as neutral. But, I say neutral, but yeah, I think they were trying to ha have him as neutral, but they they definitely showed a few times when he took things way too far, and the only reason that he didn't back down was to save his own character, like he didn't want to be someone that like that backed down from the dominant position, mm -hmm. and I think that's some weak ass shit. Like if you're gonna make your your professional um look more important than people's safety then like fuck you that's bullshit so mm -hmm. anyway that documentary made me really mad i think it was really well made and they got some really really good interviews but it pissed me off by the time it was over yeah she made that was what they're going for yeah probably for squares like me um, I'm not going to go too much into this next one, but I feel like it has to be brought up because we've talked about this like a few times um, with the whole kettle cadaver. Um, Dead hands dig deep. Um, the one that got put out by us, um, Australian distribution company. But yeah, no, this one's great. Um, definitely very glad to own the kettle cadaver DVD too. I finally picked up. But um, it's very cool. Uh, very sad. I'm kind of sick and um, dead, dead, heads, uh, dead Hands Dig Deep both made me cry. And, like, there's very few movies that can do that. And those definitely, like, oh, documentaries. emotions. Documentaries are really good at that, especially when it comes to, like, I don't know, family and children and stuff like that, like loss. My next one is going to be another one that came out. I can't remember if this was Netflix or Shudder, but it was called Haunters from 2017, which was a documentary about haunted houses in the United States. But after running into Russ and McKamey Manor, the shift kind of went more towards that haunted house, which was think a lot of people watching our show know what that is it's Kami manor was a extreme haunted house that costs no money but once you go in uh you're basically in there as long until they think you're about to die from exhaustion or fear um there's no safe word and they videotape everything and they put out the videos online but a lot of they claim a lot of the stuff the good stuff gets cut out and sent to uh, their bidders, quote-unquote, in Vegas, which I think is kind of like they're trying to add a little bit of a hostile vibe, like, you know, the movie Hostel, mm -hmm. trying to make their the people going through think that they're part of something bigger. But uh, this documentary is really crazy because it, it goes into some of the haunt actors, and then you kind of notice that the documentary totally gave up on anything other than McKamey Manor because the whole documentary becomes about McKamey Manor. And you see the the people working at McKamey Manor are actual uh, sadists. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> they he found the right people for uh, for the job because there's one part I found really interesting when the children they're interviewing the children of the people of the actors, the haunt actors or the torturers if you want. Mm -hmm. like, Do you know what your daddy does? And they're like, um, something about torture online. <laughs> It's like fuck, man. Something, something's going That's on. Funny. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, the video footage is fucked up, man. Like, like this. So, some of the footage that they get in that haunt are, are people definitely on the edge of their lives, like about to like, you know, in martyrs when they're like trying to capture the look in someone's eyes right before death. Mm -hmm. It was like, like you see that kind of fear in people's eyes in some of those on haunters so it's pretty sc pretty scary as shit like to go through that thing i think yeah i kind of wonder what um if what bum fights would be under when it comes to like if that's any way documentary <laughs> that's like way closer to mondo i would say yeah because it's like 
that's not a documentary. That's it's uh, seeing, well, seeing the no, world through the lens of, of yeah. There's no narrative that goes over it or trying to like explaining something. It's just basic exploitive. It's basic very much exploitation. Well, if you think about Cannibal Holocaust, how they remember how the um, filmmakers were fabricating, basically causing things to happen in order to get get their shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's essentially what bum fights is. You know? Yeah. Paying paying people money making yeah so uh so yeah my next one is extreme for how exhausting it is and that's chris chan a comprehensive history have you ever heard of this Mm -mm. all right well i don't even know if it's worth looking into uh the actual documentary um because once you see like a few clips of this thing you'll know if you're going to be interested in the story or not but Chris Chan is a, if you want to call him an internet celebrity, but from the early 2000s and 4chan, uh, he was this, I think, autistic uh, furry who was obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. And he invented something called Sonic Chew, which was Pikachu and Sonic mixed together. And he was making vlogs about it, and then 4chan got a hold of it, and they started harassing him like crazy. And the harassment and the tension molded this guy into all these different formations. Um, he's currently no longer... Uh, they currently go by the name Christine. They're, they've um, transitioned to female. Uh, but recently Christina Chan was thrown in prison for the rape of their 79 year old grandmother, or maybe it was mother. And I think this Chris Chan comprehensive documentary is going to keep continuing because if you look at it, it hasn't stopped. It started at the beginning and, um, like it started at the beginning of his life and it just is constantly documenting his life so yeah this thing is nuts yeah it sounds crazy I, it's I yeah mean, it's i'm actually over 40 hours at this point yeah i was actually there's somebody posted fergie posted something about that but uh Lorita jake um who's like apparently was really bad um isabella um she was basically the one that was blackmailing and, and basically was the one that convinced um chris's crimes or something like that so it's fucking crazy yeah it's it's nuts it's crazy stuff but it's definitely something like you got to watch if you have a lot of time and you're like i don't know like have a couple blunts in your brain or something like Mm -hmm. that because it's like something you got to get like really focused on but once you're locked in man it's it's a ride like this guy you feel so bad for him at first because he's like a mentally disabled person who's like really into cartoons and stuff but then like after he gets all this attention he like just becomes this monster and it's like i don't know yeah it's crazy um so what i'm gonna get into is uh hated the gg allen and the murder junkies documentary um which is such a good one like it's it really is just a good compilation of everything i mean there, i know there's a lot of like other Gigi on DVDs that came out, and but this one definitely goes there. It's not afraid to show. It's it's a good like, name everything. for it too because I'm not the only one who watched it and afterwards hated Gigi Allen because like yeah. I, I liked Gigi Allen before I saw Hated. Like I loved his music. I loved his like fuck you attitude. Even mm-hmm. thought like the shit throwing was funny, but then I just realized like he's like. Cool music, just like Marilyn Manson. Cool music, total narcissistic douchebag. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like yeah, that persona sometimes gets to people, and sometimes they're either they are that persona, or they're just faking it the whole time. You know, like I feel Alice Cooper was a good example of someone that could escape that and be that person and not be that person. So one that we uh, that neither me and Ian have seen, but we definitely have heard a lot about, and I've you know heard enough about. The, everything around it but the mr hands thing with the but zoo speaking of local legends <laughs> yeah <laughs> so happened, that's uh, kinda... like an hour from us oh really i didn't know that yeah enum claw huh 
There you go. I yeah. didn't know that. Walking for some reason, I thought he was. I thought for some reason, I thought he was like not even in the U.S. No, that's why uh, Washington changed his bestiality laws like right hmm. after that happened. Like up until that happened, you were actually legally allowed to have, have bestiality in the state. Yeah. And I think I think the Sasquatch made that law. <laughs> God. Well, there's yeah, there there's too many Sasquatches were being born, so. Yep. <laughs> and we all know how the Sasquatch was born yep. from having sex with animals. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah, I want to see that one really bad. Another one I want to see uh, that's pretty controversial for the ending would be Grizzly Man. Have you seen that one? Werner Hartzog, uh-huh. I think. Um, yeah, the last little bit has like the the doc because it's a documentary about a guy living with bears, and he gets like mauled by the bear, and it's recorded. The audio is recorded. I don't, mm. It doesn't show it. I don't think a video was even video but there's yeah audio of his death um i can't remember if i've seen it or not which just kind of says a lot about my brain if i can't remember hearing a grizzly mauling but um i don't know to me like that's one thing though is like audio can be really jarring like especially 911 calls like have you ever heard the one of the um the monkey in the car like ripping those women's faces off yeah no yeah it's so gnarly or like i don't know like the old lady like with the guy in her house and stuff it's just like that shit's crazy audio can be really really fucked up and jarring especially in some of these documentaries so i really want to see grizzly man again or at least i can't remember if i've seen it so that's why there's a lot of good youtube um documentaries too that came out they get pretty fucked up um, like I forget the guy's name, but he's similar to the Luca Minato type thing. But he's, uh, but he went, he was killing hamsters, and he, um, he basically had, got famous with his clay animations. But they started getting oh yeah more and more fucked up, and more killings, and more revealing to his his true nature. And then you know, end up being in prison, but not for long, not enough to think. But so he's I don't know if he's out now or was going to not you know so yeah he could just be sitting out. That dude was like, yeah, speaking of thought crimes, like, he had so many red flags against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another one that I thought was pretty disturbing and fucked up just because it hit me really hard was Dear Zachary. Have you ever heard of that one? Mm-mm. All right, maybe cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> you gave it away. Uh, There's a, I, I, I gave away the, the twist. She's about to. Can she be my co-host? And then you could just kick up. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going. Uh, yeah. So he fucked up. <laughs> um. So Dear Zachary is a drama, and it's better if you don't know a whole lot about it. But essentially, it's this guy's childhood best friend making a documentary about him, because the main dude the dude who it's kind of about gets murdered and then there's a twist where the person that murdered him is pregnant with his baby so it's there's just a lot of fuckery but there's a lot of twists and turns and just sadness and it's really fucked up and disturbing like you could probably get ptsd from watching it a little bit yeah but now you know what happened so i think you'll be all right yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll be right no matter what, but... Yeah. I mean, I, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much it. Oh, cool. Yeah, like I said, you don't want to know too much about it. Yeah, thanks for the special guest appearance. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Later. So, is S&M Man a documentary? I never got around to it. No, S&M Man, or Sandman, if you want to call it that, um, is a... It's one of those mockumentaries, but it's about a guy that's um, documenting a horror convention and extreme horror filmmakers like Scott Vogel and, or no, Fred Vogel. Sorry, I always do that. Scott Vogel. That's the singer of terror. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Vogel, uh, Bill Zeba, a few other guys that were around at the time. 
and there's this nerdy kind of weeb walking around trying to sell his DVDs to people. And the documentary filmmaker talks to him. He's like, oh, what's what's up with your, your movie? He's like, oh, it's called uh, Sandman or S&M Man. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to check it out. It's, it's about me. He's like, really? He's like, you're the Sandman? He's like, yeah, it's about me, and I'm, like, hunting this girl. And there's, like, five parts, and, like, he's like, starts watching them, and it's like, yeah, it's actually real footage. Or, you know, not real footage, but it's footage of him, like, stalking a girl and, like, doing some things. He's like, well, she's a really good actor. He's like, she's not an actor, man. He's like, I got ten more parts. Like, and it's like, it's crazy. And it's Mm. cool because it all takes place, like, in the hotel. Or the first half takes place at the hotel, like, at the Mm. convention. And you got all these cool filmmakers. It's, like, kind of lighthearted. And then, especially uh, Fred Vogel, I think he has a line. uh, What is his line? Uh, A fecal... A fecal... A needle full of fecal matter injected into a labia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like all this like it's goofy as fuck but yeah, uh goofy. but uh then it gets like yeah then it's just kind of uh the documentary filmmaker versus the guy making the sandman because that guy starts stalking him and shit so it kind of ends up being more like have you heard, seen the movie creep yeah the duplus brother duplus movie yeah, yeah just like two of them right yeah so imagine snm man no imagine creep but if it took place at a horror convention very mm. similar to that. Interesting. Yeah, I've been meaning to. I was actually going to watch it today. So I, get, I, I got stuck watching uh, Kill the Artist and it's not the documentary. So. I think you'd love S&M Man, but it's like, a, it's de- it's like, yeah, it's a chill movie for sure. Just chill, chill, have fun movie. Mm-hmm. And it was directed so, by, uh, I forgot what the director, J, J, JT Petty, I think his name was. Who went on to do some pretty big things afterwards? Well, um, definitely got something that's kind of getting. Uh, I mean, it's more. It's in between, like you know, old Wando and documentaries, but um, like going into like Shocking Asia um, and stuff like Mondo Kane, and I kind of want to lump all those together because I kind of feel like a lot of it's kind of similar. But you know, there's like the Africa uh, Adia. Um, Monokane 1 and 2, and then Goodbye Uncle Tom, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and Women, all of, of, it's, women of the World. Yeah. All of it's debated on different levels, how authentic it could be as a documentary mm-hmm. or as a, like, a Mondo film that was more fabricated for the viewer. Yeah, well, because there's a, there's a pretty much all narrative. I mean, Face, uh, Face of Death had narrative. Traces kind of did, but it had more of a hosting thing where it just like introduced something and then it just had clips and kind of had talking. But it's, yeah, it's, yeah. But that one's funnier. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's like, it's not, it's not whether it's a documentary or not. It's just like what shade of documentary it is. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different shades of documentaries, whether it's true, fabricated, or a little bit of mix, like kind of like yeah. you look at the news or documentary dramas, where they're kind of like they're still dramas, but they're kind of formed. Yeah, yeah. You look at like stuff that's like news footage clipped together and stuff, like you know, um, Faces of Death mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And but then at the same time, they inject uh, fake shit, like you know, what is his name, Doctor B. Gross talking. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah rubber mallets. Yeah. <laughs> You really can't really say it is a document. There's so many gray areas when it comes to the su- subject. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. I, I think um, cinema is great when they when it's hard to classify. I think those are some of the best films when they kind of like oh yeah go between stuff. Especially yeah when when you watch something and there's like no genre for it. You're like what the fuck. Uncategorized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Well, do you got anything more? No, that's basically it. I mean, we could kind of go. There's always stuff to add. There's a lot of documentaries out there. So, all right, sounds good. Well, once again, thanks so much for watching, everybody, and we're on uh, all streaming platforms. If you if you know us, you know where we are. Also, yeah. uh, join in on our Discord if you want to see our live events. Uh, we have a Patreon, which we haven't been doing too much with yet, but we have the motions and gear for that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there is some exclusive stuff on there that you can get right now. Uh, I don't know if I should say what it is or not, but 
uh, there's an exclusive screening on there. So uh, oh, nice. You, you didn't know that? No, I haven't looked at the Patreon in a bit and what we've been doing on it, to be honest. That's how that's how much we need to update it. It's like I'm not even like I'm like, what? Cool. Okay. It's how weird. many patrons? What? We have patrons? We only have two patrons. It's we only have two patrons, but patrons it's weird are. because you know what's sus? There's seventeen views on that on that private video on our Patreon, but two patrons. So just watching it they must have watched it a lot. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, join our Patreon if you want to see what the hell we're talking about, and we're going to try to do some more stuff. We have this game show idea. I just have to get the software working, but <laughs> I have a, like, we're actually going to do it like a TV game show. So I'm just, I got to basically have to wait to get paid so I can buy this software because I'm going to be doing it for my other shows too. So Nice. Yeah, we have, uh, I have, yeah, a couple things I'm working on too. Um, oh, yeah, go into like those. Def- yeah, like I finally uh, kind of figured out my lighting and the way I'm going to be setting it up. I kind of start digging into um, my collection because I feel like I'm just been kind of hoarding and not really showcasing and doing anything on them. So I'm going to be doing it all into sections and um, I'm just kind of just breaking into them. But I had kind of a cool idea with um, of showing everything on the DVD. Like I want to show the DVD menu. I want to show like what the bonus features kind of menu page looks like That's like cool. kind of like you like actually see what it's like digging into the dvd versus just like this is the cover wish you had it you know at least like um i can kind of show you a little bit so you're the doing best a experience. service for the community mm-hmm. and it's like well so some of the stuff that you own people will never be able to hold tangibly so what you're showing them might give them a little bit of a peek on what it's like to, yeah, as much as I can, you know, cause some of them is very, it sucks when you want to like know what the August underground bonus features look, at least what the, you know, what it looks like. So it'd be cool if you could kind of just go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? I think you, you have some other stuff. Yeah, no, I have a bunch of stuff. Um, I have my clown mixtape that I'm working on. Um, I have about six people that are interested uh, or basically that are, uh, either have already submitted or going to be submitting. Um, so basically it's kind of like a commission thing. Um, Are you still so taking have, commissions? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I'll, I'll take as many as I, you know, willing to throw out. It just will lengthen in. And then, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like, um, I don't want to give anything away, but it's, it doesn't have to be sexually grat, you know, anything. It doesn't have to be blood related, but I'm not really limiting anyone. It could be just off and bizarre and, weird and quirky and just i'm kind of just doing a mix match but there is definitely going to be some blood and um nudity and stuff so you have to be at least uh okay with being part of a project that shows that so cool anything, um, anything else I feel like the you show more. game show I'm, i have as well i'm just trying to go through but i might work with you a little bit and try to do a combined thing and then we can kind of do like little side shows off of that, okay figure it out yeah, but, um, yeah. There's some that cool name, software. Name I think. <clears throat> yeah, there's some cool software, and we can use that for name the horror too. This is the software I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah. So we'll talk more about that and figure it out. But yeah, for sure, that's definitely an idea. Um, I have some quiet hush hush some things, but I've been working with um, actually getting my hands in directing and editing, and um, actually have some projects coming. Um, you can Very say, exciting. can you say that there are, can you give a hint that there are people that have been on the show before? Yes. Okay. Um, which, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to get too much away because there's so much into the project. Um, but and you then can also imagine I will, there's people um, on the show that have been guests before he's working with now. Yeah. And uh, I will be, um, editing some shorts in a mythology that, uh, Marcus Cook works working on. That's so, yeah. congrats on getting your feet dirty in the in the visual side of things so yeah and then I'm kind of doing the same stuff except I just got more of the same but better coming out uh, Parents Under the Stairs we're starting to incorporate guests our last episode uh, was the indigenous TV and film episode and we had Crazy 8 and Lady 8 on which was amazing um and they've done music and or crazy eight's done music and logos and stuff for the network before so i, I thought he was a good first guest um then uh we're having comatose on next week parents under the stairs 
Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, we're, we want to get a lot of like extreme people, stream filmmakers. I want to have Christian and his girlfriend on sometime. Yeah. Sometime. So yeah, we just want to start having guests. Uh, not maybe not every episode, but yeah, the show's really picking up. So, uh, thank you everybody that's hitting us up and talking to us about it. It makes us really happy to know that we're providing a show that gives you comfort. So, also, uh, <coughs> Horror Corridor, we just hit episode, or I guess I, but you know, you're, you're there in spirit. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll still edit, you know, I yeah. did some editorial stuff for you. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Edit. You're like, you're our uh, on the field journalist. But, mm-hmm. um, speaking of which, I might have you, you come up with me to Seattle to do some music video stuff sometime soon. But, I'm done. Um, yeah, uh, just hit episode 20 with Babel the Demon. That episode's doing great. And we're coming back with a Washington artist, Lirozone, next week, who's a big horror head. I think he'd be cool to have on, on the main show, Quality Bounce Cinema. He yeah. Has, he has his own horror podcast. He's very, very professional. I think once you start doing the game show, it'd be cool to get the... Maybe we can do the horror corridor guests, a guest against our uh, patrons. Yep. So we can have them battle off. So it'll be like Horror Corridor versus QVC and see (laughs) see who's there. Who can battle it off in the knowledge. Sweet, man. Well, that's a lot of fun stuff on the horizon. And hopefully a lot of it comes to fruition in the next month or so so we can start showing it off. But I'm sure there's even more shit, too, that we're just not talking about. But Yeah. Uh, I, I got. I, I'm almost like overloaded in projects. <laughs> like, oh, that Beavis and Butthead thing is is on the delay a little bit. It's because I'm more trying to figure out all the format, and I got um, sidetracked with editing the um, Clown Gore mixtape and it's okay. getting Whatever the projects. You make, I'm sure it'll be well. entertaining. <laughs> but we will, we will. Yeah, we'll get it out. Um, but I want to start doing that more often. You know, yeah, watch get that kind of. Yeah, I think watch alongs would be a lot of fun. Um, we just have to figure out the easiest way to do it where we can do what we want to do easily and not have to throw three cameras and all this stuff, so we'll figure it out. All right. Well, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, bye. Bye.